0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it might be where you are out there. Welcome into .NET Conf Focus on F-Sharp. It's so good to see you. We've got a full day of programming here for you. This is, this is of course, another one in our series of .NET Conf Focus events, a full day that's focused on, on a technology, a series of tools around .NET that we think are going to make you a better developer, a better programmer, and improve your experience with .NET. Now, there's a lot going on around the entire event here. There's a lot happening that I want to make sure that that you know about, that you tune in and and find out about. Now, there were a bunch of slides at the start here, but I want to make sure you know that we've got a, a handful of sponsors that are available that have have made some swag available, some digital swag, some some real swag that you can get your hands on. You can get more information about those right here. Focus.netconf.net slash swag. And there's great stuff there from a bunch of sponsors. Like I said, digital content that you can, you can get and get running to show your support for net. Now a couple other things that are going on. There's a mod, the.net bot uh, website that's set up as well. There you go. Mod.net dash bot.net. You can go there and you can make your own.net bot that you can, you can turn into a wallpaper. You can even 3d print, a .NET bot and have that available for you. So make sure you check that out. .NET Conf 2021, our full three-day event is coming up in November, November 9th through 11th. We just opened the call for content. Go to .NET and you can check the call for content there. Submit your sessions for consideration for the big event that we have coming up in November. We're going to be announcing the launch of .NET 6 at that event. Tomorrow here on Learn TV, if you're watching on Learn TV, it's right here. But if you're watching Learn uh, somewhere else, YouTube or Twitch, make sure you check out. We have a full session that's going to be walking through the very basics of F sharp called Let's Learn.net, all about F sharp tomorrow. We've got a couple of learn sessions that are available, learn modules available on learn.microsoft.com that you can check out to walk through and learn how to get started with F sharp. We encourage you to check those out. All right, I think that's enough enough rambling from me here. We've got uh, we've got our friend Don Syme coming on here, who's gonna kick things off for the day and talk to us all about the great stuff with F sharp. Let me bring on Don Syme. He's a language designer for F sharp. There's Don, how you doing, Don? Hello, Jeff,
1: and it is uh, great to be here at .NET Conf Focus Day on F sharp and i'm very excited for the day of content we've got going uh we've got lined up today so thanks for having me on
0: and i'm i'm looking here in the console we've you've got a whole collection of great speakers to help you with this keynote uh, i'm going to step uh, away and and let you kick things off thank
1: you very much chef and yes let's get started with uh the keynote for the day which is called the f Sharp Bonanza and many of you will know i'm the originator and designer of the f-sharp programming language i'm an f-sharp community contributor and so are the wonderful guests we've got coming on today and instead of giving a highly technical talk you can find many many different technical talks from me online you can also find talks about the history of f-sharp and many other things but today i want to do something different because one of the reasons i so love f-sharp is about the community of people who are using it and contributing to it the amazing companies that are using it uh, to do all sorts of different programming around the world and the people who are educating others and te- you know, teaching and everything else that is going on and i just want to in this bonanza not talk about the yeah, f sharp language so much i'll just talk a little bit about it but talk but let them come and share some of their experiences with using F-sharp and why it's making a big difference for them in there, whether it's a commercial context or anything else that's going on. First of all, three big themes you will see coming out in both in this Bonanza keynote and throughout the whole way we talk about F-sharp, about what are the characteristics of F-sharp as a language? What has it always been aiming for? These are the things which we started F-sharp to deliver To give you succinct programming, to give you robust, and I mean robust, correct uh, code, and and to give you performant programming in conjunction with interoperability, great libraries, part of the .NET ecosystem, part of the JavaScript ecosystem, and uh, so on. So these are three big themes where you're going to be talking, uh, hearing a lot about today, and we'll return to those at the end of the keynote. And I think many different speakers throughout the day will be touching on these themes about you know what is f sharp like to use as a language what's the experience of it so uh, a, a question people ask is kinda, it, it, it's kind of is like what is f sharp good at what is it kind of good for you know what is specifically which particular kind of part of programming is it good for and there's this wonderful answer to this question which I want to draw out, and the answer was done by Dave Thomas in the F-Sharp community, and he said F-Sharp's good for programming. F-Sharp is just good for all sorts of different kinds of programming activity. I really want to say that uh, it can be used for an exceptionally broad range of activities, but there are some particular kinds of programming which you're going to be hearing a lot about today. And I just want to quickly call them out, and that is F-Sharp is great for web programming you're going to be, I think the three, first three or four guests we have are going to be talking about using f for web on the client side or on the server side. You're going to be talking about it for microservices, and they're going to be talking about it for uh, for, for JavaScript programming on the front end. And f is also fantastic for cloud programming. There's many different dimensions to this. Some of them are based around web programming as sort of a foundation. And then you know, the microservices I mentioned can be seen as a form of cloud programming and uh it can be about cloud delivery and f Sharp is actually excellent for ai ml and data science programming as well and i just wanted to you know f Sharp generally good for programming i wanted to draw out those three web cloud ai ml and data science and now but in terms of characteristics just to fill in that kind of you know what is f-sharp good for and to kind of kind of populate it with some words that you can use to tell your friends about what is F sharp they said what's that F sharp thing and I said what's it for and they say well you know maybe you're working in Java and it's a little bit kind of there's a little bit too much ceremony in all your code and you'd like your code to be more like python it's really good for succinct programming it's really good to kind of get that crisp clear solutions to your programming problems and it's also very good for robust and correct programming and this is more aimed at those of you who are perhaps more familiar with python and you know Python's great it's, it's really succinct and can be really very very clear in its expression but uh it partly because of the lack of strong typing and a lot of other char- some other characteristics well, it can have kind of issues uh, at some, sometimes that kind of keeping that succinctness while also being correct. And uh, during the day, for instance, we'll be, we'll be hearing from, or during this keynote, we'll be hearing from people who've moved from Python to f in order to get the best of both worlds, in order to get that succinctness in programming, to get that correctness uh, and robustness as well that comes from strong typing and some other technical features. And it's also excellent for performance programming. It's performance characteristics are exceptionally good. You're right up there, C-sharp and Java uh, kind of performance while keeping that succinctness and also delivering on that combination of features, a combination of characteristics which are under underlie what we're delivering with F-sharp. You can find out all about F-sharp at slash F-sharp. summarize, F-sharp is good for programming, web, cloud, AI, data science, ML, and many other characteristics many other kinds of programming just to give you a little bit of orientation how do you get started with f-sharp well f-sharp is everywhere it's available in the .NET sdk you can just go to dotnet.microsoft.com uh you can install the dotnet sdk extremely easily whether you're on linux or whether you're on mac or maybe you're on windows and you get the command line tools you can start doing dotnet new lang f-sharp .NET build and these tools are available absolutely everywhere and uh, you can use, be using Visual Studio Code as your editor, uh, and uh, you can be using uh, uh, plenty of other tools, uh, that you uh, tooling choices, and the Getting Started material will take you through all that. If you want to get started on the web backend, there are, are several choices. Uh, you can use ASP.NET, uh, for example, ASP.NET Core directly. There. Uh, you can also use a wonderful system called Giraffe that gives you this. Uh, ASP.NET micro-web framework for building rich web applications. You've got the URL there. This is hyper-functional server-side programming. There are some other choices, things like Falco, and some other kind of choices for doing f on the web back end. And lots of the people we have in the Bonanza today will be have been using this. But also, you can do f for the web front end using JavaScript or uh, using a system called Fable or a system called Web Sharper. And I've given you the getting started instructions here for using Fable. And this is f in a... Many of you might be thinking, F# is a .NET language. Why is he talking about JavaScript? And so, now F# is a JavaScript language as well, and you it, you can live in the JavaScript ecosystem using it a lot, like people use TypeScript, and you just do you you're in the Node. You can use Node packages. Uh, you can do npm install, and it's just very it's you can use F# as a JavaScript language. This is tooling provided by the F# community, Fable.io, WebSharper.com, and go in and join in. They're very exciting projects for. And you'll be hearing more about those in the later talks during the day if you want to do full stack there's a great getting started uh, a system called safe uh there's some other options around as well uh but you can do dotnet new safe template I install the templates and just it's a very straightforward and bang straight away you're in there with a back end in f-sharp a front end uh, using Fable in Fsharp and very simple deployment through to Microsoft Azure to actually get it live. And some of you will know that later in the day, I'll be doing uh, a, a session. It's a pre-recorded session uh, with Guido Van Rusum, the designer of Python. And he will be actually, he, he doesn't know this, but uh, he, uh, the programming he will be doing in that session is with SafeStack templates. And uh, so he's actually doing Fsharp JavaScript programming, F dot net programming but it's really really simple to get started with this system it's one of the best full stack systems in existence today i believe in terms of its technical characteristics and it's used we'll be talking about how it's used in practice in just a moment so f sharp for data science and ml you've got f sharp in Jupyter notebooks in dot net notebooks in visual studio code on the left here beautiful programming experience for doing this explorative data science ml kind of programming You've also got uh, uh, ML libraries through ML.NET uh, and many other library choices. You've got great charting libraries uh, with the people at Plotly delivering .NET libraries and F-sharp, great F-Sharp experiences for using the uh, Plotly charting uh, charting tools. And so head over to .NET Interactive and .NET slash ML and get started with those. Finally, there's a uh, whole learning to code uh, kind of experience. Code.visualstudio.com/learn-to-code. You can get started with uh, a full, it's a single-click uh, install for a full development environment with Visual Studio Code, C# F# .NET interactive notebooks. So if you're you know, want, you want that single-click learning to code experience, get involved at code.visualstudio.com/learn-to-code okay so with that i would like to bring on the very first of my special guests in our section which i uh is called f sharp for a better world and uh we are bringing on so i'd like to ask jeff to bring on my first special guest who is uh tejas of uh and who is the founder and CTO of Chaldil Engineering. And Chaldil is the largest, so first of all, hello, Vishwanth, uh, Tejas Vishwanth, and Hi, welcome Dan. to .NET Comp Focus Day on F. Hi, John. Thanks for having me here. Uh, it is a total pleasure. I'll just flip, flick you over so I can see your face on my screen. You see you <laughs> wow. infinitely stretching into the background there. And wonderful to have you. I know you're joining us from San Francisco today. if -hmm. if that's right that's right and um i will uh if jeff has got the i won't be sharing my screen on this section and jeff can just uh, bring you and me up on the screen if that's what he wishes thank you very much jeff so uh childal it is the largest e-commerce company in bangladesh if i'm right and you've told me it i know bangladesh is about 150 million people and some of the world's most densely populated cities Uh so why don't you tell me a little bit uh uh first i think we've we've talked um about this before and I've been to Bangladesh, which is relatively rare. I went in nineteen ninety four, and I've read a lot about the history of Bangladesh. And I understood uh, Bangladesh back then is was in a dire situation. And for me, it is so exciting to know that technology and programming, and even programming in F Sharp and .NET, is playing a core role in the Bangladesh economy. Today, if I understand things correctly, is that would you say that's fair? Yeah, that's that's
2: fair. Uh, we are one of the most uh, prominent tech firms in Bangladesh right now, and uh, we are F sharp first. So what you're saying is absolutely right.
1: I mean, I I never, I I uh, for me that 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 that's just an amazing thing to know well, uh, to know that
2: F sharp is like such a great language. I think it like you know it deserves to be up there. So
1: yes, I've I've yeah. actually. I've actually played with this idea that one of the ways, you know, that you know, programming is a competitive thing. In the end, there's different countries around the world all need to kind of, kind of uh, retool to become more productive. And right. I personally think that through embracing tools like F Sharp, economies uh, actually get a productivity boost. Uh, uh, to uh, to to kind of, and I think of it in the sense of like retooling in the way that, say, the the German economy really cares about retooling its automated industry. Right. Or the, and, and here we have uh, a third world economy uh, and retooling with modern programming tooling. Right. And, uh, and, so tell us a bit how Chalable got started. Tell us about the kind of work you're doing. Right. And I know you have both commercial and non-commercial work if I understand correctly.
2: right. Yeah, of course. So we started back in 2013. Uh, at that point my co-founder and I were working in a, a fintech startup in Silicon Valley. and you know like life was changing very rapidly here. like we had an app for everything at that point. and at the same time, uh, you know we were both from developing countries. I from India, my co-founder from Bangladesh. and there was this like uh, massive tech vacuum that was like building up in these places. And when we were there, we always used to notice that you know hunger and poverty were more distribution problems. Uh, there was no real scarcity really? in many of the resources. Uh,
1: wow. Yeah. So, wow, wow. So you you see hunger and poverty as a as an organizational yeah uh, information and logistics exactly challenge. Uh, there's enough
2: food in the world to feed everybody. It's just that the the, the, the systems are just like you know not built well. Uh, like for example, wow. perishable supply chains in developing countries. They're just there's just no transparency in how they are run they're just run by many layers of middlemen uh, and nobody knows what happens there are massive price fluctuations the farmers get hurt the consumers get hurt quality is bad and nothing is predictable so this is one of the problems we set out to solve uh, and you know like with, with technology becoming so easy and accessible these days uh, this is one of the things that actually like uh, which made sense for us to pursue at that point so in 2015 uh, we launched the world's first uh, one hour delivery service for groceries uh, in the city of Dhaka. Uh, uh, so,
1: so, so are you saying the world's first one hour delivery which I know we have here in grocery London, delivery London now, yeah. London now as well. Are you saying right. that was first done in
2: Yeah. <laughs> we did it for So we were inspired by what happened in Manhattan where uh, uh, Amazon uh, set up a 2 hour Delivery service uh, back in 2015 in January, and then we were like, "Hey, why can't we do this over here?" Uh, and then we decided to set up the world's uh, first one-hour grocery delivery service. We uh, used a network of micro warehouses, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, so that was back in way back in 2015, uh, right before we got into Y Combinator, and then uh, and this eventually led to a uh, series of investments from uh, the World Bank.
1: Wow! 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 That that that's just. An amazing and inspiring story and uh so so tell us a bit about why you chose f-sharp to build out your technology stack yeah. and what sort of advantages it's been giving you yeah
2: so uh, you know when we started out when we started off back in 2013 we had a, ma- a massive vacuum in technology services so we had to actually build out a lot of things ourselves like we had to build out mapping we had to build out compliance hr systems accounting payments so what we had were like a lot of complex systems and a lot of back office uh, tech driven processes and this eventually led to like a lot of complexity in our code, uh, and you know like one of the things you have to understand about developing countries is it's very expensive to raise capital. Uh, like so, a, a similar company of uh, a company of similar size in a different place would be able to raise fifty million dollars and hire a team of hundred engineers, and we would only be able to raise five million dollars and just like afford like a team of ten people. So eventually, like, you know, like, uh, but the problems we were facing were, were exactly the same. So eventually it just got a bit tiring because we would just like, every every new release would bring in a whole bunch of bugs along with it. Uh, so I was trying to find a way to like, you know, like to get, gain an edge uh, over uh, our peers. Like, you know, we had, we were forced to innovate at that point. And um, I came across uh, Scott Lashen's, uh, uh wonderful uh, website. <laughs> it's it's uh, it, it was life changing, I must say. And, and this uh, is
1: F sharp for fun and profit.com. And F-sharp Scott will be profit. speaking next, actually, giving an intro to F sharp session. And yeah, so this was your entry into that the That was my
2: F-sharp. entry. And uh, he uh, introduces concept of uh, modeling your problem domains really well. And F sharp has a fantastic type system that allows you to do so. And when you do that, and you make your illegal states uh, unrepresentable in code, uh, you just make uh, make away with the, you know, do away with the, uh, with a large class of uh, problems which you'd otherwise have. So.
1: That, so, that, I, so, my understanding is you're, you're actually using F sharp on, uh, on the front end as well. And you talk about it here in some notes I have here. You're able to churn out cross platform mobile apps and web apps uh, using right. F sharp and using Fable on the front end, if I Right, correctly.
2: that's right. So, so we, we we use uh, Fable, uh, so, we bring our models all the way to the front end using Fable, and then that compiles down to JavaScript which is targeted on the, uh, we use this tool called React XP, which is a abstraction on top of React Native for mobile apps and uh, React Web for web. So we have one code base, which then targets all the UI platforms at the same time.
1: Wow, that is amazing. Well, uh, in the name of time, I know we've got a lot of guests coming on today. You're going to stay on, Tetris. And I'd like to bring on my second, a uh, very second special guest, who uh, is, is Kelsey Tripp, who is a director of engineering at Imperfect foods and if we have Kelsey coming on, hello, welcome to hello. .NET Conf uh focus day on F sharp uh Kelsey and lovely to see you piping your name there using the F sharp mm-hmm. piping operator into your Twitter handle <laughs> welcome, K trip. Welcome Kelsey.
3: Thank you. Uh thanks for having me.
1: Total, total pleasure. Now you're both in San Francisco, but in some ways you're at different ends of the economic spectrum. We've got Bangladesh, third world country, with its so you know we're Tages talk, is talking about farmers, refugees, and uh, refugee camps, and other things that his that his company is working with, and profit and non-profit. And you, are, so tell us a little bit about your company, Imperfect Foods, what it is, and what your mission is.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, So at at Imperfect Foods, um, you know, we're primarily based, or we are based in the U.S. right now, um, and we're reimagining grocery delivery for a kinder and less wasteful world. Um, Our mission at, at Imperfect is to eliminate food waste and build a better food system for everyone. Um, And we do that through offering sustainable and affordable groceries um, through weekly deliveries, uh, which allows our customers to, you know, save time, save money and also uh, save the planet.
1: Wow. So, in fact, both of you are, in a sense, improving efficiency in food distribution uh, and food reuse uh, in different economies. Different different settings, different scales in some way. I think uh, Charles is a very big established company in Bangladesh, and you're more of the kind of uh, sort of smaller startup kind of platform kind of thing. If I understand Kelsey, so but you, Kelsey, also chose to use F Sharp. And if I understand correctly, you're using F Sharp mostly on the back end and for in a in a microservices kind of architecture. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so-
1: So explain a little bit more about what that means in practices. Microservices is a word that gets thrown around a lot by different settings. What's it practically speaking mean for you in in F-sharp?
3: Yeah, yeah. So so our software engineering team uh, builds the e-commerce platform and also the internal supply chain and logistics tooling that supports our mission. Um, And so with that, we're moving a lot of data around between various internal and external systems, Uh, And so we've built out a number of event-driven services that each are handling a particular concern. Uh, So for example, we have one service that's dedicated to managing our product catalog, um, another one that's handling customer orders, um, another one for providing real-time inventory availability. Um, And F-Sharp is our our language of choice for all of these backend services because of type safety, scalability, and all the the good stuff that uh, we're gonna be talking about throughout the day.
1: And Kelsey, you, in, your, in the notes we, we you sent me earlier, you talked about your you and your team as being pragmatic practitioners of functional programming. Now, I haven't talked about functional programming much along the way so far in the talk today. Talked about succinct and robust and so on. And I, I know a lot of people, functional programming is, of course, one of the primary things supported by F-Sharp and is one way to leverage F-Sharp's features. So you talk about yourself being functional programming and pragmatic. And, and for some people, those words don't go together, right? They people think of functional as being some weird thing that mathematicians do or something like that. But for you, it's a pragmatic choice to deliver a company. You're betting your company on it. So, but Tell us why is functional programming pragmatic for you? Or why is F-sharp natural choice to do pragmatic functional programming?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Um, so, you know, we, and uh, I should say, I, I borrowed that phrasing of pragmatic uh, functional programming from one of our great backend engineers. Um, oh, great. But we, um, you know, we, we leverage a lot of the functional paradigm paradigms both in F sharp and also in some cases in, in JavaScript, our front end is built mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. react. And we do have a, a handful of node services as well. Um, but in general, I think our team takes a really practical approach and tries to use the right tool for the given job rather than kind of having a a strict one-size-fits-all mindset. Um, But so that's why F-Sharp is really great uh, because it provides all the benefits of functional programming like immutability and, and composition. Um, but also has the flexibility of being able to leverage the broader .NET platform, um, and of course, as as we'll talk about, the the performant nature of it is is excellent as well.
1: Wow, that is great. All those things line up with kind of what I've been saying, and, and that's really great to hear. So, Tages, uh, just uh, in the last couple of minutes that we have uh, before we move on, tell us some of what have been your biggest challenges. Uh, I mean, there's it's it's really hard for me to imagine. You've got a technology company. You've got all the challenges of being in a. In a, I've been to Dhaka. It's a chaotic city. So <laughs> quite often. Uh, so, are you spending most of your time tracking down bugs, or are you spending most of your time like tracking down real world problems in warehouses or supply? I know you use this interesting micro warehouses kind of model for for your for your uh, for your network. What are your biggest problems day to day?
2: Well, actually, our problems is uh, we, we don't have too many problems on the tech side ever since we moved on to uh, F sharp. So, yeah, <laughs> so it's so we used to have a lot of problems just like uh, building out large scale systems. Uh, we had to build out so much code and we would all have so many bugs. So, these days, the biggest problem is just like teaching uh, F sharp to uh, uh, new, new fresh grads from universities and uh, uh, but uh, we have a, a mentorship culture in a company luckily so uh, we're able to onboard somebody within uh, 3 months uh, teach them the concepts of uh, functional paradigms and uh, you know even the, the the funny thing is even uh, when they go back to write uh, regular imperative code after that they actually end up producing much better code so it's like they get like a nice os upgrade for the brain you know um,
1: yeah. Wow, that, 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 that is uh, F Sharp making people better programmers. That's good uh-huh. to hear. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry, in the name of time, we have to move on. I wish, I, we, I know we will be inviting both of you to future F Sharp events to with keynotes or similar things. So I personally will look forward to having you along sometime soon at our other F-Sharp events, and it's been so lovely to have you both here on the F-Sharp Bonanza today. Thank you very much. And with that, I shall switch back to my slides, uh, and we shall just talk uh, if my slides are showing. They are indeed. And I will talk about two other examples of making the world a better place with F-Sharp. And thank you very much to Kelsey and Titus. So the first is we live, we've just, of course, live in the time of COVID. And I want to talk about something that has been done with F Sharp that has been making a big difference in one particular country, which is the country of Slovenia in Europe. And it is the COVID-19 Tracker Slovenia. It's a community-run project that collects, curates, and publishes COVID-19 data for all Slovenia came to life in March, 2020, and serves around uh, half a million to 1 million daily users, which uh, given the population of Slovenia is actually a substantial chunk of that country's population are using this. It's an open source project. It's actually a polyglot project. There are, I think, many different contributors to this. It's got Python for data capturing. It's got C sharp for the data APIs. It's got Vue as a single page application framework, and it uses F sharp fable for the data wrangling and visualization on the front end. So, F sharp for JavaScript. And uh, F sharp has proved to be and a good solution. The majority of people contributing to the code have actually never used F sharp before. And yet, most of them were able to quickly find their way in the code and develop their own visualizations with little or no orientation and very few bugs or runtime problems. The next country, the next co- uh, company I will mention. Making the world a better place with F Sharp is called Macht Mit, and they are in the north of Germany. And they are operating a, a platform which is itself operating two thousand three hundred charging points for electric vehicles in northern Germany. And the platform allows drivers to start and stop charging transactions and to pay with PayPal, credit card, and so on. And they've been live for all, for over a year. Business is booming. Uh, uh, and they are able to triple their monthly sales in that first year. The platform is 100% F-sharp. It's actually using the SafeStack architecture. It's effectively a SafeStack application that you'll see. Guido van Rossum of Python will be using that architecture in, uh, in about three hours' time. And use ASP.NET Core 5 as your functions, event hubs, as your cognitive search, as your storage, and the front end is fable elmish with react and uh the comment from mark mitt is that the f sharp ecosystem is mature now and with that i'm going to bring on my next two special guests uh uh and i will stop uh, the first of those is edward ostrovsky who is associate director at a very large and iconic american company walmart global tech <laughs> And Edward, welcome to FSharp.net Conf, and lovely to have you here. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah,
4: thanks, Ed. Really excited to be here.
1: Okay, thank you very much. A uh, couple of audio problems there. I hope it's okay. Uh, there was a little bit of uh, something going on, but let's see. If, let's how we go. So I understand you. I mean, you are. Uh, can we just do another test there, Edward? <laughs> uh i am getting very bad audio coming through i can't hear, hear you let's try that again one more time so unmute you now okay you are on mute now if you can unmute uh, what about
4: that
1: that is good i've got okay. uh, that is good we can hear you thank you okay so uh i understand you've you are growing a team at Walmart and you've actually been hiring a lot of F sharp developers lately. So tell us about the team you lead, what size you are and how you fit in the Walmart business. Hang on. We have, we have audio problem again. Okay. Edward, I, I think with the audio one more, I did hear you for a moment. Let me try this one. That is let's try that. Okay. All Um, right, so let's see. Tell us about the team you lead, what size you are, and how you fit in the Walmart business.
4: So I lead a team called Thor that is a warehouse management system in Walmart, and it powers 10 fulfillment centers around the country. Um, These fulfillment centers account for 25% of Walmart's e-commerce business. Wow. And uh, the main set of FCs powering Walmart fulfillment services. Um, We have 25 engineers in the U.S. and India.
0: Wow!
1: Wow! So you're the sort of the software base for those big fulfillment centers that are just you know a major part of delivering out Walmart's Walmart sales across the United States. That sounds uh fascinating. I mean, it's, I mean for me, I don't. Uh, it's, interestingly, again, it's in that logistics and organization uh kind of programming, making that that that, that whole business. Uh, we've seen a, a company in Bangladesh. We've seen a a company in san francisco and now we're seeing one of the biggest companies in America using yep. f uh, to for, to to help improve efficiency program the a more efficient uh world so tell us what sort of programming is involved in order fulfillment server side client side database what's going on
4: we're a full stack system um our entire backend is in Azure kubernetes and is fully f-sharp and the front oh. end is typescript and react right Architecture is event sourcing using Event Store. We have usages of Cosmos DB, SQL Server, Azure Tables and Queues, Elasticsearch. Wow, it's whatever is appropriate for the system at that time.
1: That 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 sounds um, now. I remember I've seen a, a talk I think from uh, about the use of event sourcing in a predecessor company which was acquired by Walmart called Jet, and uh, I remember that. Uh, it, the use of event sourcing was was really incredible in its conjunction with F Sharp for making a robust event sourcing system. In particular, those that you, know, you could replay the entire history where necessary and the like. Is that the kind of techniques we're talking about?
4: Yes, absolutely.
1: So that's why. So tell us about your main concerns as a dev manager. Uh are you interested in code quality? Hey, we're talk, talking about F sharp teams, you know, people, about, you know, it's not just about the technology it's about how programmers communicate and uh, is it about code reviews is it about careers is it about ensuring recoverability what, what keeps you waking up logging the system what is it
4: all of the above um building a software is more than just writing a piece of code you have to define a name for some definition of done that includes all the buzzwords like quality maintainability readability, highly tested, well-documented, all the proper monitoring. And uh, that motivates me to help each person, especially if they're starting out in their careers, to learn more than just the coding part of our jobs.
1: Mm. Uh, Uh, Okay, okay. so a big part of what you're doing is making sure they're not just coders, but they are quality software engineers delivering on all of those aspects of of a uh, software base for the company.
4: Yeah, the better they think about the whole process, the more ownership they take and they grow. And then I don't have to be as hands-on as possible and they can be at my quality bar.
1: I see. So you kind of have a holistic or well-rounded view of of the developer and F-sharp is part of that role. So tell me about how you found it hiring F-sharp developers. I know you've been doing that recently. What are their typical backgrounds? Do they learn F-sharp on the job? Or do they already know it? Where, what, what, what are you seeing?
4: I've hired some F-sharp enthusiasts, but most of the people had like no experience with functional languages, F-sharp, or even .NET. Um, most people come from an object-oriented background in Java. So uh, we just basically assume that for the first few weeks or even months sometimes that they're just going to be learning and ramping up on the job.
1: Okay. Well, that, that 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 that's interesting. So, uh, I mean, from what we heard for that Clave- uh, the the Slovenia COVID tracker, people are just able to come in and pick up F sharp. It's, it's 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 actually it it it's actually good for learning. It's easy yeah, to learn. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I I I think that. Uh, that must be one of the advantages of keeping your code base clear, well documented, is that people are picking up those practices as they walk into the job.
4: Right. So, you know, when we first hire people, um, we, we throw them into our onboarding documentation, which I've spent a lot of time improving. And it first introduces to our system, our business and our tech stack, but then quickly just tells them to go to a shop for fun and profit.
1: Um, right. Uh, second time we've heard that today. F Sharp is a site for learning F Sharp. Yeah, great. And then
4: we usually, we used to hand them before the pandemic a copy of the main driven design made functional. So another shout out to Scott. Mm-hmm. But now they just get that as part of the O'Reilly subscription that Walmart gives us. So
1: <laughs> great. So okay. we use
4: those to, to uh, run people up. But so. so- in,
1: in the notes you sent me, you talked about the three. You've you <laughs> kind of been developing these theories, the three phases for learning F sharp. Quickly run me through those, and, and then we'll bring on our second guest in this section.
4: Sure. Um, so I found that looking at people's code reviews that they go through these three phases. The first one I call fighting the compiler. Basically, at this point, they don't re- they understand the syntax, but they don't get maps, binds, or monadic functions correctly. You see that they're wrapping and unwrapping types just to make the red lines disappear, and the code is just really hard to read. Once they get past that, the next phase I call learning the tools, what what they get is they're not really understanding how powerful a match statement can be. Or they use a choose where a filter would have been better, or using an array instead of lists, even though they iterate over the whole collection each time. Um, to fix that, we just it's just repetitive feedback over the code reviews and explaining why the other thing is better rather than just saying, do it this way.
1: Interesting.
4: The last one is thinking functionally. Most people with object-oriented backgrounds will be skeptical when hearing about the merits of immutability or type safety. I was. I never thought I had a problem with those things before F-sharp. You need a really great example of something they're currently working with that helps them see that light. For example, it can be a challenge to convince them that state transitions through types in a DU help make code cleaner and more readable than filling in some missing option properties on a type, like you would an object-oriented. Yeah. They'll, they'll end up with the same general set of functions, but it will be much more self-documenting. Some folks try it out. Other times I just have to do it myself and show them the results. It's I see. really hard to teach that last part to the team because yeah. they need to work on a, a task that that sets that up for them. And not every piece of work they do will will lead them down that path.
1: I see. So FSHOP is giving you the tools to capture the complexity and things like state transitions as information gets enriched in a pipeline but uh, or as, as things develop. And it's giving you the tools. And then there's a, a learning phase that the team needs to go through and new people about how to deploy those tools in the right way to capture the complexity of what's going on.
4: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, that's great. I'd love to, yeah. we'll be coming back to these topics, I'm sure. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today uh, and stay stay with us. Uh, fascinating insights because we'll be on our next guest in this section of growing and uh, building out F-Sharp in the enterprise. We'll bring on well, Edward if if Edward could say that would be great. And we have Vagif Abilov will be joining us now. Um, and we have Vagif, welcome along. Uh, lovely to see you. Welcome along Hello. to the show. Hello. Tell Thank us, you. Vagif, introduce yourself and uh, tell us who you are, and I uh, and uh, we'll
5: continue. Yeah, I'm Vagif Abilov. I'm I'm Russian, living in Norway, and. Uh, I uh, have been working for several years um, at uh, various projects like NRK. NRK is a kind of, it can be compared with uh, BBC in England. It's a Norwegian broadcasting corporation working with radio, TV, and some public services like weather forecasts, uh, election result monitoring. So it's quite uh, a broad domain. I see. So we've gone from the
1: area of food delivery to the area of a major TV media company with um, yes. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, wash with that. So, so should I be thinking you like writing video codecs or something? What are you doing? What are you writing? Uh,
5: in our small team where I'm, I'm working mostly, uh, we're uh, writing services uh, to uh, upload to the cloud uh, media files. It's uh, of different qualities. So people can render on different uh, devices at, at the best qualities. And of course, it's uh, 24-7. Uh, it's also news clips, so everything has to work all, all the time. It should be very performant, um, yeah. And we're using uh, F# and .NET, so it's actor model based system.
1: Okay, .NET for actor That's great. That's one of the uh, one of the many different uh, programming models for doing cloud and distributed programming in .NET and with F#. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the profile of typical programmers using F# at NRK. Uh, how long did they take to get up to speed? And did they find it easy to, to learn?
5: Uh, I checked yesterday at GitHub and found uh, that we have 67 repositories um, qualified as F-sharp repository, which makes oh. F-sharp quite popular language and organization after, of course, JavaScript, uh, C-sharp and uh, Java. And with so many repositories, it's probably a bit hard for me to speak on behalf of uh, various teams. But uh, I think what maybe uh, Common with different teams is that we have quite complex domain, and uh, it's it's quite important to get type definitions right. As you uh, you had a slide about F# being good for correct programming. I recently watched a presentation that uh, studied uh, half life of different software entities. So, for example, half life of software developers in a project is about three years, which means that in three years, statistically half of the team will be gone or replaced but half life of code lines is 13 years so maybe contrary to our expectation uh we think that we continuously improve our code it's we as a team but not we as individuals so it's somebody else who will be maintaining my code and then I'd, it's very important to get code right and i think that f-sharp is an excellent choice to be uh, strong typing uh to properly describe such complex domains. And probably that's one of the main reasons uh, that different teams um, choose this language.
1: That is that is absolutely wonderful to hear. Now, we are running short on time today. I'm so glad, Vagif, that we had the, uh, the news from NRK. Uh, I know um, uh, it's a great example of using F-Sharp in media. I think all these really complex, you know, the complexity of our modern world is media and logistics. And we have two great examples of how F-Sharp is helping to solve those problems, and two great examples of, of, of deploying F-Sharp in the enterprise. And Edward, your experience as a developer manager I'm, uh, in working with an F# large f team over a long period of time now, it's really interesting for us all. And I know the F-Sharp community, and in fact the .NET community will be coming back to you. And I think you will be, uh, love to have you at future F-Sharp events talking more about your experiences in those particular areas, which are so crucial for the actual you know, rollout of F-sharp in, in enterprise situations. And, Vaggie, thank you very much as well for coming along.
5: Thank you for having
1: uh, me. Yep, thank pleasure. You so thank much. you. So that was Edward and then Vaggie from uh, NRK TV in Norway, Full stack in Cloud and Media with F-sharp. Uh, I will very quickly run through some other companies. Here's a, a, a wall of logos of companies which are using F-sharp. And uh, we have a few, I'll call out a few of the stories uh, just very briefly. We have Software Park, this one down the bottom in the middle. Software Park, choose F-sharp because it allows them to codify domain logic clearly and concisely. The GPS aggregation product that they started building 18 months ago is already processing nearly 8 million signals for 60,000 devices across Europe every day. Uh, they're promoting the use of F-Sharp significantly increased the number of quality candidates actively seeking to work for them. So they report F-Sharp as a bonus in hiring great developers. The next I'll call out is Rocket Mortgage, right in the middle, and it is the USA's largest mortgage lender. And they use F-Sharp to create microservices again, which we've heard about uh, on .NET, at, in an event streaming platform. So again, we see that event streaming on the back end uh, to pool loans on the for, to sell on the secondary mortgage market. And today they process out tens of millions of events every day across dozens of services with a minimal infrastructure footprint with F-sharp being an important driver in that. Uh, CalTime, I will talk uh, mention at the top, in, uh, in middle at the top here, And they have built a service for attendance, time tracking, and absence and shift planning. And F-sharp allows them to keep the code simple, even in complicated business cases. also mentioned CN Group, who have been applying a functional first approach to customer projects in .NET. And they use Fable and Safestack, which we hear about. Uh, And they deliver, most importantly, on higher customer satisfaction. And finally, Olo uh, provides world-class software as as services for online orders and delivery in the restaurant industry. Engineers love working with F-Sharp. It's been a real asset in attracting high-quality engineers. So in this last section, I'm going to bring on four very special guests. And uh, we have four guests. The first is Kevin Schneider, who's a researcher from uh, Technical University of kaiser uh, and is using F-Sharp for Maths and Stats. And uh, the next is Ambika Eshwar, who's a student and wonderful to have Ambika along. He's a student and functional programming enthusiast from, uh, from Rutgers. So welcome, Kevin, and welcome, Ambika. Lovely to have you both along. Thanks, everyone. So and we'll yeah. also bring on Dr. Faisal Waris, uh, who is an AI and ML research, machine learning researcher doing data science with F#. Uh Hello, Faisal. Welcome along. And finally, we'll bring on Darren Platt, who's the president of a biotech company uh, 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 called Dimitrix, based in the Bay Area. And welcome along, Darren. And in this section, we have uh, the themes of this section, of those original themes about f being for succinct, robust, and performant programming. And we've asked you on together, uh, because in some ways, you all represent different aspects of this thing of why do those characteristics attract uh people and let's uh, begin first of all uh with you and Beaker. and i'd like to hear you're a student and you've been attracted to fun- to f sharp and tell me if you had to pick out those characteristics to think robust and the like which of them appealed to you for le- for for choosing f sharp as a focus of your work
6: I think robustness and succinctness in that order.
1: I, I see, so it's the, uh, what is it about robustness that you're trying uh, that when you think about that? Uh, what, 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 what are you trying to program up? What sort of things are you working with?
6: Um, a lot of what I do is just obvious experimentation, right? I've written like small programming language implementations, lots of parsers, um, tools for working with databases. And a lot of what I find is that you know, F-sharp, the way it's designed, the way the compiler works, makes me a better programmer. It forces me to be more robust. Um,
1: so tell me, why, I, do you, what, why don't you do this in Python?
6: Okay, so what I found was that when I started using functional languages, when I started using F-sharp, I was able to keep the succinctness that Python gave me, but I was able to write way more robust code in a very beautiful way. It was allowing me to be very expressive, but it was forcing me to make better decisions. And it was eliminating tons of runtime
1: errors I was having up with Python. Mm-hmm. That's, that's fascinating. Now, Darren, uh, I, I I know you work <laughs> in bioinformatics, and in fact, you are an ex-Python developer, but you use F-sharp, if, if, if I understand correctly.
7: Yeah, um, I, I. you know, first of all, I wanted to say thanks to Guido's out there for Python. I adopted in 1994, I, I, and it was yep. an amazing step forward. And I'd say eventually I got tired of making the same mistakes. Um, That's what Ambika was talking about. You run some code, you find out after three hours that, you know, there's a type error on the last line and you get the wrong answer. And F-sharp is just a better Python. Um, If you're doing complicated code, um, it runs faster, it checks stuff at compile time, it's type safe. Um, I I really think you can have all the good things about Python um, and also just get a lot of um, benefits on top of it. It's also just kept on moving the... JavaScript um, backend means you can do full-step programming on it now, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, I I think that is an interesting... Uh, new dimension. That's wonderful to hear that that's and uh, you're. Uh, this is not from a hobbyist perspective. You're using this in a <laughs> yeah, bioinformatics company. I,
7: I should actually. I just give you the tag tagline. My day day job is making cannabinoids, the active ingredients in cannabis, in yeast. So we have <laughs> fermenters that produce um all all of all sorts of wonderful, useful molecules. And so we do very everything from very complicated algorithms, DNA design, tracking about a million bits of liquid moving through a lab um, every sort of on a yearly basis. So really complicated and you often hear like f-sharp is good for science and finance where you have really complicated things and it's expensive if you make a mistake and i would i would sort of flip that around and say is there an industry where you it's inexpensive to make mistakes mistakes Mm. are expensive and you know f-sharp just helps us avoid a lot of those at design time at edit time rather than you know a year into production when you find the results are wrong
1: Mm. This this event is actually really talk, having this conversation is actually changing my perspectives on on where F Sharp is is finding a sweet spot in industrial settings. Uh, we have it in education settings. Ambika talking about how it's it's helping her become a better programmer, and uh, and Darren, you're talking <coughs> to, to, <coughs> talking about the robustness qualities and I think performance qualities as well or also yeah, I, absolutely
7: I, I also back when I was a, a Python programmer, I basically I used to play this game where I would write something in Python because it was quick to write it and I'd set it loose on a big pile of DNA sequence and it was going to run for two days and then I would try and rewrite the algorithm in C++ and see if I could finish faster than the Python had executed. So it was like a trade-off between I can get the algorithm right quickly or I can get it to run quickly. But it was hard enough to get the C++ to work that sometimes the Python was faster. Um, And I always assumed that was a trade-off. I could write code quickly or I could have it run quickly. And Mm F-sharp was the first language where it's like, actually, I don't feel the need to rewrite this because it's... It's fast enough, you know, for almost every application that I don't break out C++ or Rust or something to optimize anything. It's just damn fast. And then if it's a little slow, it's so easy to write parallel code now that I can just grab 32 threads and scale it up without all of the kind of problems you normally have in a lot of languages introducing parallelism because it's well designed.
1: Well, that, that is great to hear. Now, let me ask my two. Uh, uh, let, let's start with uh, you, Kevin. And uh, please introduce yourself, uh, Kevin. It's, I, I understand you're in Germany at, at the Kaiserslautern Technical University. Tell us about the, your
8: group there. Exactly. Uh, so, we are basically doing fundamental plant research there. So, something a little bit on lines, as Darren just said, helps us there as well. But I think what makes us unique in this case, or why F-sharp helps us with our unique problems is that in fundamental research, you don't always know what is right. Even if you get some results, you can't know if they are right because no one else did that before, some experiments, something like that. And if you have a language where you can't accidentally, for example, add integers and strings, that already helps you to Minimize the errors that you could have during your data analysis pipeline, for example. So, this is uh, why we love F sharp for research.
1: Basically. So, you're saying your uh, F sharp's correctness, robustness kind of properties are helping you get your research right?
8: Exactly. Or at okay. least uh, it, it helps us to eliminate sources of incorrectness. Uh, uh, stop really cool stop like you that. getting it wrong.
1: Yeah. Uh, now, tell me, you are um, involved in FS lab and you're going to be give you a talk later on today. Uh thank you very much for being a, a part of the conference. No, and so tell you. us a little bit about what is FS Lab and uh and and F stats as
8: well. So FS Lab is, uh, I think you uh, introduced that term actually, thought of uh, as this um, center of gravity for data science in F sharp, basically. So we providing a space where uh, projects can align to each other to form a data analysis stack. Think of like, uh, if you're coming from, from an R background, like tidyverse for F sharp, for example. And yeah, I think I uh, will, or at least I hope I will be able to show later this day that uh, all the tools are there to uh, be productive in data science with F-Sharp. Okay, this. so if
1: you're I- interested in data science in F-Sharp, I talked about f being useful. We've seen it for web and microservices and we'll be hearing a lot about that. If you're interested in data science in F-Sharp, please come along to Kevin's talk later in the day. And let okay. me introduce my last very special guest who I'm with. it's a pleasure to finally meet you face-to-face is Dr. Faisal Waris. Uh, he's a
9: and please introduce yourself, Thanks. Um Hi, Don. Uh, and um, I am Faisal Baris. I work as a data scientist at a large uh, telecom. Uh, I've been using F-Sharp ever since it, it came out. I, my first language when I started my career was Smalltalk. It was an uh, object functional at that time with tail call optimization. And, but it went away with Java. And Java was never satisfactory for me. And I was looking for something better until I, I discovered F-Sharp. And that was it then.
1: I see. Now you've been doing amazing work re- recently uh, where you've been doing AI and ML programming with F sharp. And I saw this incredible result that the actual your, your F sharp code is actually shorter than your Python code by a couple of lines. So basically they're the same uh, for this graph convolutional model neural network.
9: Uh, yeah, so uh, I ported a, a Python model uh, called a graph convolutional network over to F-sharp, um, over to Sharp. And what I found was that the lines of code in both uh, cases was just about the same. But FSHOP was actually 10 times faster uh, for the data pre-processing side. Now for model training, they're both the same because they both uh, leverage the C++ uh, library underneath. But FSHOP was way faster than Python. And that's an important factor these days because we're uh, encountering ever increasing data sizes, a more complex uh, pipeline. So type safety and performance is really key in data science these days.
1: Okay so you've got Darren doing bioinformatics getting those performance qualities for the data processing over there you've got Faisal you've been seeing those in the machine learning space which is a very competitive space for tooling and I was really really pleased that the succinctness properties and that's I mean we often talk about succinctness and correctness with F# but to see those performance properties really up .net and F# and .net uh, really coming to the fore was was wonderful
9: Absolutely yes. Um, um, I also I'm also using F# as a front end for Spark now with the .Net for Apache Spark, so that's uh, quite helpful as well. Yes,
1: so it's a great. Uh, we haven't talked about it in this keynote, but F# has a wonderful big data story now uh, with F# uh, on Apache Spark. And you can see the samples on the .NET for Apache Spark homepage and head over there. We might be having some more about that later in the day. With that, uh, we do have to wrap up. I want to say a huge thank you. Uh, I wish we had more time. I know we're all going to be meeting at various F community events one way or the other going forward. And it has been a pleasure to have you all on today and to talk about these themes and to just get the feeling for how they play out in your different domains we'll be hearing more from kevin later on in the day thank you darren thank you ambika and thank you faisal and with that thank we will wrap up for the day so just uh if we're back on screen with my slides uh i believe here then we have some learning resources so you can go to doc, docs.microsoft.com learn you can go to dot net f sharp there's also an excellent course on by kit Eason called the udemy f sharp from the ground up course that is a pay for course but of a small amount but you can also go to docs.microsoft.com learn and look at your uh, first steps in f sharp and uh or.NET slash F Sharp and there are great resources available for learning. Now, with that, I will end my keynote and hand back over to Jeff. I want to say thank you for joining here today. Uh, you can ask your questions live. I'll be back on later on the day for the for the uh, session where I'm teaching. Uh Guido Fadrosom, the designer of Python, will be learning some F Sharp. And uh, back over to you, Jeff. Thank you very much.
0: Oh, my gosh, Don. So much to 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 boil out of there. And, and I love that that key fact. F-Sharp is good for programming. Take it oh, where yeah. you want to go.
7: It's
0: great. Oh, my gosh. So many cool things. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you later today when we bring on our friend Guido. But uh, we've got another guest joining us that that I'm going to excuse you for a minute. All right. We're going to bring Thank on. Thank you very much, Mile. All righty. We'll see you.